Shavua Tov Mevarach Mishnah Yomi is holding in Chagiga, Chapter 3, Mishnah 5, Mishnah Hay. We're on the topic of Tuma and Tahara. We've so far in this parak discussed some stringencies of Kodshim, of sacrificial items that don't apply to Truma, and even some stringencies of Truma, because people are believed to say that their Kodshim, items they're bringing to the temple to give to the temple to sacrifice, are actually pure, because people are very, very careful when they're donating something to the temple to make sure it stays pure, even if by truma and other items, maybe they're not as careful. Now, Mishnah Hay continues that thought. Minha modi'it velifnim, from the town of modi'it. Now, this apparently is 15 mil, approximately 15 kilometers outside of Yushalayim. I don't think it's modi'in. There's a place that was called modi'it, so from that area and inwards, and in a distance within 15 mil in all directions to Yerushalayim, Ne'amonin, we believe everyone, all kli cheris, on an earthenware kli, meaning we believe the potter, the seller, who's making things like pots and jars and cups and small utensils that would be used uh, by people going up for, for Chag, going up for the festival to be used in the temple to eat their kochimen. So even if the seller of these kalim, these utensils, is an ama'aretz, who's normally not very careful, the fact that he's living very close to Yerushalayim, and the fact that these items are to be used with kodshim, means we can believe it. Now the Bartner brings another reason. It's not just because people are careful with things that are used in the temple, but it's also because in Yerushalayim itself, in that city, we don't make kivshonot. Kivshonot is like a large kiln because of the smoke. Uh, our sages made a gezerah, a decree, and it, it's a very environmentalist-type decree not to have large ovens, large kilns in Yerushalayim or next to Yerushalayim because the smoke will darken the stones and the walls and make Yerushalayim not as beautiful as it, as it is. So the Bartner explains it's not just because people are more careful with items that are used in the temple, but it's also because if we couldn't buy small kalim to bring to the temple, uh, we'd have a big problem. As we, we actually mentioned when we were discussing Mishkan Shiloh, is they found a lot of broken earthenware kalim all around the hills that could see the site of Mishkan Shiloh, but not on the other side where you couldn't see it. And that's because they had to eat Kodshim Kalim where they could see Mishkan Shiloh. And Yerushalayim, and, and they're broken for a reason, because after the Kodshim is absorbed in these cups and these plates and these uh, these pots, then it becomes notar. After the time limit is up to eat the kochim, you also have to break the kli. And this is in an earthenware kli where you can't kasher it, you can't get out the bleel to the absorbed tastes. So that's why they found the broken earthenware kalim, and that's why we need to believe people for kalim that are used in the temple, used for kochim, that they are tahorim, they are prepared in ritual purity, so otherwise, we we'd have, I mean, we have to break the kalim anyway, and, and uh, it would be very difficult to obtain kalim that we need for the festival. And the Mishnah brings the, the contrary, outside of this 15 mil radius, we don't believe people. What's an example of this radius being effective? A potter who makes pots, and he's selling his pots. And he goes within 15 kilometers of Yerushalayim, if it's the potter himself who made it, and the pots that he brought in himself, he's not importing somebody else's pots or bringing in selling other pots, and the buyers see him enter this 15 kilometer, 15 mil, sorry, radius, 
we can believe him that they are tahorim. He has made them for the purpose of people using them in Yerushalayim uh, for Kodshim. So he's, we accept he's going to be careful. We have really no other option because we need Kalim for the temple. Yotza, if he goes outside of this 15 mil radius, Eno Ne'eman. Even though it's the exact same pots, but the Gezerah was Dafka within this 15 mil radius. A mission above continues, HaGabayim. Gabayim is actually a Gabay, you know, works at the shul, gives aliyahs, you know, collects pledges. These Gabayim are tax collectors, and often they were working for a non-Jewish government, and they were given permission to go into people's houses and assess them for taxes. Lo Elena, we should be saved from such things. They entered a Jewish home where they had Tahor items. And so to Jewish thieves, that are returning what they stole. It's an amazing thing. These are thieves who are doing tshuva. The Bartner points out it's not because they're afraid of being punished, but because they're mamish, like maybe it's Erev Yom Kippur, they're mamish doing tshuva, and they're coming, and they're apologizing, and they're bringing back the kelim that they stole from the house. We believe them to say we didn't touch it. Now, obviously, the thief picked up the pot when he stole it, but what it means, if it's a kli cheris, an earthenware utensil, then touching the outside does not metame, does not affect the purity of the inside. So if the thief is doing tshuva and he's trying to get right with God, then we believe him to say he didn't touch what's inside the pot before he returned it. And the mission concludes an amazing thing. In Yerushalayim, we trust everyone about Kodesh. So you could obtain Kodeshim-related items from anyone, even in Amaretz, and, and know that they are pure. We trust them, they're pure. First of all, people are very careful there. And second, we don't really have a, a choice. We have to have Kalim for the temple. Shot the regal, offer truma. And during Regal, during the festivals, when Am Yisrael is coming up and being Ola Regal, there's a lot of Kohanim there, there's a lot of Truma, Meister Shani also, but a lot of Truma there. We believe them even for Truma. And the Bartner brings from the Gemara a scriptural basis for this injunction. All of the men of Israel gathered to the city, to Jerusalem. They were united like one man, and they were Chaverim. Now, Chaverim is the um sort of the the name that we give for people who are scrupulous and very careful with tuma and tahira so what happens is during the the, the shatha regal during the asifa we consider everyone chaverim first of all people are very careful before they go to yushalayim even if the rest of the year they're not careful and second of all when everyone's together it's hard to avoid touching if we would make a gezerah if we'd extend our gezerah on an ama aretz that his things are tame to a situations where everyone's bumping into each other, it's crowded in the shuk, people are buying and selling and touching and, you know, inspecting, it would be practically impossible for people to remain tahor during the festival. And a takeaway message here, it's clear and it's profound, is that when Jews come together, we are one family, we are chaverim, we are comrades, we are together, we have achdut, we have unity, even though we're different, and we might have different levels of observance, we have different customs, different backgrounds, but when we get together, in the festival, in Yerushalayim, in the temple, we are truly united. Baruch Hashem, we've seen a great unity in the Jewish people, and it shall only continue and grow until we are together in a rebuilt Yerushalayim in our temple together.